about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I am your co-host, Jeff Garlock. And God is my co-pilot. I am Mike Pace. Welcome <laughs> to Worst Gig Ever. Uh, yeah, uh, today, who do we got here? We've we got... got Nick Offer, not to be confused with Nick Offerman. Nope. Nick Offer is the uh, front man for the band Chick Chick Chick. He if also you, They are the band that's uh, three exclamation points. At one point, you could say whatever sort of... Sound you wanted for that? A you could, or a plop, 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 yes. or a fart, fart, fart. Or With a fizz, that. fizz, fizz. I thought you were going to go into the tagline for uh, her. They hey. did not. But uh, they are named Chick, Chick, Chick uh, uh, on uh, Warp. On Warp Records. Records. Uh, and uh, uh, Nick also did some time in the band OutHud, uh, as well as the band The Yamos. Right. And we get into all of that uh, on this very exciting and funny and revealing episode. I mean, Nick, I got to say, Nick is punker than I am. Nick is a lot. I think Nick might be. I mean, for being, uh, you know, the type of music that Chick 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 is, uh, he comes across, as we discuss in the podcast, as pretty much... A crust punk. This like, guy, I, I mean, you, you you get the feeling like he's he's definitely he's he's a lifer. He like, seems like a, a lifer. I mean, it, if he if it had come out that he was you know a uh, tertiary member of Crass or Apple uh, or Apple, <laughs> uh, former Greenpoint neighbors who I used to hang out with for the listener. For the listener, Apple is what? What would you say? They're they're peace an punk. anarchist anarchist peace, peace punk. That's right. Uh, A P P L E stood, stood for, for something <laughs> anarchy in there equality, uh, and uh, yeah, not uh, if he had if he if I had found out he was an Apple I would not be surprised. Yeah, no, Nick former got... member of Nausea or Anti Simex. <laughs> I like Anti Simex comes up on the show quite often because they are the best. And we got to give those guys ass. some love. Other people aren't these days. You want to listen to uh, the, the whole worst... reason we do this podcast, exactly, right? Is to, to give uh, praise to anti Symex. And so, with that in mind, just you're going to hear stories about van breakdowns, uh, just rolling around in your own filth and sweat and loving every minute of it because you know what? That's what you do. You love your weird dreads and you love that you smell and you love that. I would not be surprised if he has a three legged dog with a butt flap, uh, <laughs> running around his house with a, with a, with a no, uh, no leash, just a rope around his neck. All of the signifiers of what, you know, what makes Nick offer a punker man, and, and and in the best sense of the word, without a doubt, this guy he's 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 honorable. He tells some great stories. Just before we get into Nick, we just want to remind you: you can like Worst Gig Ever on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on Write iTunes. Write some reviews. You do can it leave all. us a review. You can email say, hey, us at Worst Gig Ever. These guys are the best thing since bread game slice. <laughs> email us at Worst Gig Ever at gmail That's right. If you if there's someone you want to hear on the show, if you've got a terrible tour story of your own. Share it with us. The phone's ringing off the hook. I got to get to some of these calls for these donations right now. So while we answer some of these phones, why don't you listen to uh, Nick talk about being smelly? <gasps> Base. Base. Whoops. Yep, you're the man now. Doc. I'd like to buy your purple pop filter. I will tell you the pop. Oh, Mike Pace's purple pop filters? <laughs> That's our new sponsor. We should start selling them on <laughs> yeah, the website. Yeah, that would be fucking This gold. is the thing about the pop filter, is that you buy it from wherever, Musician's Friend or Sam Ash, and it's $30. The ultimate grift. Yeah. For, who are these mus- Who's the friend of the musician here? They're selling for $30. <laughs> well played. But then I, you know... I yeah. want to go to Musician's Bro. It's, right. <laughs> bro, hook me up, bro. <laughs> but so anyway, so I, I, you know, do a little DIY research, and you can make one of these for $7. Because you buy this embroidery hoop, uh-huh. that's like three yeah, bucks, yeah, yeah. if that. 
little stocking. Cheap hosiery. Uh, I like I like the higher grade. No, you're fine. I can tell that this was because I know I know ladies' pantyhose. Yeah, this is high end stuff here. And then I just bought a stick and uh, some, you know, from the uh, stick store. So yeah, from the yeah, stick store. I got gotcha. you. Branched off from the container store. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then with a little, uh, you know, thing here. So that's how you make the pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, save you guys thirty bucks. <laughs> uh, Nick Offer, welcome to the studio. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thanks. Thanks. AK backstage. AK Paul Provenza's living room. Yes. AK my living room. AKA uh, worst gig ever. Worst gig uh, ever. Welcome. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to the studio. Uh, this is the beginning of talking about terribleness with Nick yes. and. Uh, if for me, like I wanted to start uh, from the beginning. So you, you know, you're from the band Chick Chick Chick, uh, and you were an outhud too. Uh, did you see it? I just said see. Yep, I did. <laughs> it's like, it's weird for our Spanish listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that means yes. I don't know where that came from. Right. This is all right. This is going to be a wild interview. Perfect. I'm already, like, speaking about, like, I, I don't. Uh, so uh, you know, we're we're. You know, we we kind of focus on you know the the negatives of all this stuff, and and for me, uh, and this might kind of go into some of the negatives. You know, when I first heard about Chick Chick Chick, I you know it was, uh, you know, probably different negative. from yes, <laughs> totally negative. No, it was a positive review in Ebullition, oh, uh, right. which oh, is okay. you know which is the world's uh, Ebullition fanzine, uh, uh, the Heart Attack fanzine being out of Ebullition Records, which yeah. my old band Orchid was on, was a punk hardcore world. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you know most people who probably know Chick 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 don't like know you from that world yeah, but that's yeah. where i first heard about you where i remember reading the review and i think that compared to the big boys oh, um yeah, yeah, like that was for the first seven inch on gsl yeah um and the you know first seven inch, first seven inch was on hopscotch on hopscotch that's what it was for, um, you know there's guys out I, there really right guys. agreed <laughs> uh and i think that's that might have been the review that i read was for the hopscotch one um but i you know i i guess uh you know because you came out of you ended up on you were on Hopscotch, you were on GSL, Gold Standard Laboratories, uh, ostensibly a hardcore punk world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys were not a hardcore punk yeah. band per yeah. se. Like you know, you had probably those ideal to an extent or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. You guys came from that world. No, we, we almost were a punk right. band. I mean, we were always like, you know, we were like, you know, we were inducted into that world by Nation of Ulysses, right? Like, a lot of that music didn't really, we didn't really respond to and kind of was like, so where do we go from here? And, you know, they were always referencing like Motown, the sound of young America it was hop, skipping and jump to James Brown and yeah. then on to, you know, we were, we were on to other things, but we were always like, you know, you know, 20 bucks a month train hopping right. kind of punks. You sure. Know? We were like, that's, so that was our world. You know, we were playing the basements and stuff and, and, you know, to us, it was always like, you know, a lot of, after a lot of those shows, we'd be having dance parties and, Sure. You know, dancing to James Brown and stuff. So it's just like got to a point where we're like, you know, why don't we play the music that we're that we that we're really excited about? Right. Like, where we play it? Well, we're gonna play it in you know, Kent McClard's basement right. or yeah. whatever. You know? Which is a bold move at the time, like in a lot of ways, because you know, especially at that age, like at least from you know, punks are not the most open-minded yeah, people, yeah. even though that's kind of what it's about in some ways. Uh, and, you know, definitely hardcore kids are not open-minded. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why it's, it was such a, you know, it, it was such a different thing to yeah, be happening yeah. in this sure. world. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there were, you know, clashes yeah. uh, with that. The ideals of how, of what the fuck are you doing in our right, show? Right, right, Playing this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which in theory is in some ways more punk than just playing I mean, like that's, deep I mean, beat at that's, a deep show, thought. you know. But we, I mean, the way we looked at it, I mean, I, I used to have this song title was like we called her. We thought we were punks until they told us we were hippies, right? Because that's what it was like. It was like you know, uh -huh. we thought it, that's that was the side of punk that we were into, you know, right. like the rejection of society and whatever. And so, but then it was just like it seemed like punk just got so into this rule book, and then right, I don't know, we were moving on. So, yeah. but it wasn't, and it, it, it it's like it's like I'd like to say yeah, it was like some bold move, but it was like I mean, there was just no other. It's like, oh, we want to go on tour. Oh, well, we right. call all these people. You know, right. we did it. This is the, the way, world that, you're that, coming from. That was our from, world. Too. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't any bolder than when Orchid went on the road. Sure. You know, it was sure. like we were we were all brave. Right. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, but, we really <laughs> were. But it, I mean, it is a different. I mean, it's such a huge. Like it I, was, but it was. I mean, I'm for one thing, we've talked about before. Like people don't realize that like bands can do that, especially if you're not playing like 
Like, in some ways, it's a little bit easier if you're just playing the very distinct style. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, now I know what circuit to go in. But also, yeah. you are just kind of going down the the road of just like, well, no, you just book a tour. Yeah, That's yeah. why you go, on, yeah. you go on tour because you book a tour. Well, let's yeah. even back up for a second. Because the Yamos was like a, a pretty much a straight-up punk band. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. in, in, in like that pre, you know, Green Day... You know, early '90s, punk, like you know what you're saying, Nation Village yeah, is like yeah. coming coming out of a out of a time where you still like needed to have the older brother, the right. cool cousin, the right, guy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the record. Like it was, right. it was you something you need you need to to seek out. Yeah. So yeah. even before Chick 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 with the Yamos, you're still doing like because you guys toured a fair amount with that yeah. band, right? Yeah, 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 we did, we did all over. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, rooted just that. I mean, talk about you know. Doing the 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 black flag, get in the van. Yeah, yeah, that like was. That. Yeah. Was there any? Do you, can you recall anything from that era uh, that might I mean, be a notable? Uh, that was. I mean, that was a tough band. I mean, you know, the thing about all these. It was funny because when I was listening to one of those other other shows that you did, it seemed like you know it was a lot of like that those early days. You know, like oh god, and we slept on these cement floors, right. and you know, you know. And, and and I mean, for us, it was like, I mean, that was the first time I was like out of California, really. So, and you know, we were getting three bucks a day. We thought we were in heaven. Like, sure. you know, we yeah. thought this was the fucking shit. Like we, it was like, I was not complaining about anything. You at know, the it time, like, it me, at the time, it seems fine. It takes, You're, yeah, in yeah, your yeah, brain, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. this is what it the yeah, deals. And it's it awesome. Yeah, yeah, it takes yeah. a long time for the novelty of that to wear off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. As the boats start creaking a little. Uh, you're I not mean, psyched about sleeping on a fold-out table at a 30 At the time, I'm assuming yeah. we're talking about a lot of basement shows. Yeah, it was, it was like garages. And, and that was, yeah. And that was, but I mean, that was, I, I don't, you know, I mean, that that tour was a tough tour because we got like halfway across the country and one of the guys decided that touring wasn't for him. Right. So that was like tense. And that was like, you know, lots of stuff like that. And that was like really like when we formed Chick Chick Chick, it was like I think the first practice of Chick 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 was like four out of five Yamos. It was like we need everyone in this band needs to be cool. Like right. everyone needs to be like we can sit next to them in a van for a month, you know. So it was like I learned that on that trip. But as far as like I can't remember like you know, I, I mean, we're getting too far. I don't remember back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are. We're talking about what, like twenty, like almost twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, it was. It yeah. blurs. In those, it blurs together of just really, like basement after well, basement. that dusty pre-internet age of you know right. the shows lost to the sands of time. Yeah, yeah. There's no real record of of what happened then. Uh, but it's also that, and like, of, I don't know why I'm talking like an English professional, but the folly of youth. Sure. Not how you maybe you're, maybe how old are you? Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. Getting in the van and it's well because uh, it's a it's also it's a, a it's a circuit it's a circuit of uh you know you're playing basements but not because necessarily it's the only place you can find it's because like there wasn't there was a reason we were playing basements it yeah. was to have a separate venue yeah than yeah, yeah. yeah the club and like you're not all, trying you're, to play a club like yeah, you're no, we were not. you're trying we were, to yeah. play basement you're, you're trying, trying to play, play for like minded yes yeah, you're play, yeah, yeah. play to the right because that i mean i know for me like this just goes to music in general uh and i guess it goes for comedy sometimes too like i don't love just like we had tours like in the uk like where like when you're when you feel like you're just playing as the band that's just I wanted to go see music tonight, yeah, yeah. it feels less fun to me. Yeah, in yeah, general, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like people going to see my sure. band at least right, right. at least with a like mind of like intention of like I'm into music yeah, as opposed yeah. to it's a good night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care who I'm watching. <laughs> Although, I just I think, like. Music. I think you could. That, that's an interesting segue into like what chick 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 does because it's such a dance centric thing. Right. You don't yeah. necessarily need to know all the words or even be familiar with the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming, you know, to skip ahead a while, like you guys opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers or, or, or you know, doing, playing in, in, in so we were playing in basements and then we opened <laughs> yeah. for the Red Hot Chili so Peppers. So that's what happened. <laughs> that's how bands work. All right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but this idea that I think playing more, uh, playing Music that is designed to make you dance, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there's less of a of an arm crossed? How are you gonna impress me at this? You know, I guess. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I think even that feels different than what I was saying. Like I think on the, the I, when I think about the UK tour, there were certain shows we we're playing that might as well we have been. We might as well have just been like a bar band. It wasn't yeah. that they were well, looking I mean, for like at least the certain you know mindset. Even it really was just like night to go out and get a pint and watch some yeah, band, yeah, and you're yeah, like, eh, that's not really why I got into this. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that. Well, that okay. So 
let's go back. Yes. Okay. So the Yamos ends. Yes, yeah, so the Yamos ends. And, start this band. And you guys, it, a lot of it is due to, you know, changing musical taste. You guys are getting into other types of music. Yeah. How was Chick Chick Chick, I, back to Jeff's point, how, how were you guys initially received still kind of playing these punk shows, I mean, but presenting a whole different type of music? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that you brought up Ebullition because, you know, I think probably the second maybe third show we played was in some apartment in Goleta. Pickle Patch? It was not Pickle Patch, okay. although we did play there several times. Right. Um, and uh, and we played, you know, there's like six, it, it, literally the apartment was about this, as big as your right. studios here. Yeah. This, and, uh, <laughs> right. The worst we ever studios. <laughs> yeah. And it was as big as this, and there was a couch, and Kent McClard was sitting there, and like, Four other people from Goleta. For the list, do we already say who Kent McClard is? Kent McClard is the man who owns Ebullition Records. Uh, put out the Orchid put Records. Out, put out the Orchid Records. Uh, you could say he is... Godfather a- of uh, DIY, we don't like barcodes, punk. <laughs> yeah. Based uh, out of uh, Goleta. Based out of Goleta. Uh, an amazing man. Uh, also drove me nuts because I remember the last four Orchid shows, he was on in the van saying how he had never listened to anything but punk. And I remember having conversation where he goes, maybe I heard one Black Sabbath oh, song, man. that Iron Woman or whatever. Oh, and I was like, Ken, you are driving me nuts. You are Get almost 40 band, at that ben. time. Oh, uh, I love him to death. I wanted to punch him in the okay. back of the but head. So anyway, so, okay, so playing Goleta. Well, Kent was there. And Kent, do we, it was, that was interesting because that was, you know, we, uh, Mike from Hopscotch was there. He wanted right. to sign us. Mike Yacht. Like, yeah, yeah, Mike Ott. And, uh, and, Mike uh, Ott from Crimshrine? No. No, not a different guy. No, he was no. not in Crimp Shrine. No. no. Mike Wait, Ott. It, it, there is a Mike Ott. What did we right. say? What's yeah. his name? Mike Ott. Yeah. That's his name. OTT? There was OTT. a guy in Crimp Shrine. He's a filmmaker now, Maybe Mike. Maybe not Mike Yeah, Ott. yeah, uh, Mike is. ended up being, yeah, putting out some Red Scare stuff. All right, stuff great. And, Mike, yes. we're not worried about I'm, Mike. We don't need to talk about Crimp Shrine anymore. Anyway. I know right? what you're thinking yeah, of. I'm right. the... Jeff Ott. I'm sorry. Jeff There we go. guy from Crimp Shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you, Jeff. But they had a kind of famous interaction where, so he put out our 7-inch. Next time we were through Goleta playing Pickle Patch, uh, Kent walked up and picked up our 7-inch and goes, hmm, I wonder how far this will make it out of California. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a pain in the ass. I mean, you know, I mean, he and I had always been cool. So I was right. kind of like, but I mean, you know, whatever. We were, I, I imagine we're still cool. He just doesn't like my band. I mean, yeah. you know, whatever. That's fine. But so that the whole first he's, week he's of that German too. in a certain way. Like he's got that German of where he'll just be like, "I'm not so into what you do, but I love you as a person." You're just like, "Okay, whatever." Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah go yeah, on. Yeah. But so that whole first week was tough. That was like, you know, we played in Arizona and some. You know, we were getting this on is the first chick, 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 chick. Yeah, tour. yeah, yeah. And then was what like, and this? there was like thirteen of us in the van. That's you know, a lot this of fucking like, people. I mean, we're talking, what is this, like 1997 or this something? Is, this is summer 97, okay. yeah. And 13 of us in the van. Some of them got out in Texas. That was like some, some guys' girlfriends. They were going down to Mexico. Arizona, <laughs> we played them some straight-edge show. I believe, you know, at the time, you know, the, the band was always like it would be any three sounds that you yeah, wanted. Yeah. Right. And they call us... Uh, the, <laughs> you know, so it was like we we're not very welcome. Then we missed our next show in Texas, and we're just going like... What are we stupid? You know, we thought this was gonna work. We thought we really had something, you know. <laughs> right. And then we played Little Rock, and Little Rock was like, I mean, it, we played down at the gazebo. Did you ever play there? I've heard now, tale of the gazebo. Well, we played at the yeah. gazebo. The kids went fucking nuts. They were all dancing. The cops showed up. The kids were dancing. The cops turned around and walked away. And we were like, we got this. This is that gonna was, be that something. Was the, you know? That was the that was the switch. The, yeah, that, that was the switch. So we're like, okay, we're not crazy, right? You know? So. But the tour was definitely trying because it was like yeah. a lot of like, and you know, I was, I was punk. So I was like, and you were playing on the floor. So I'm screaming in people's faces like, come on, dance. Cause you know, this is also when you're just getting over that whole, like, we're not slam dancing. You're like hugging anyone right. who slam dances, you know, it's like, so, you know, and which was all necessary and fine. You know, I hated those assholes too. Sure. And then we come in and we're like, no, you're supposed to move, like move, move. Yeah. And people are like, I don't know what to do, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, I feel like when we say this now, people are like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, cause now you show up at a show and it's like, before we come on stage, people are already sure. moving. It's yeah. like you go to any rock band now yeah. and they have a, a, some, some beats and right. stuff, you know? So, but I mean, it really was like a thing where we had to be like, nah, nah, it's cool. Like, right. we can do this. You know, and people would be like, are you guys ska? Like, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of that. So, yeah. I mean, and that was a tough tour. I remember our, our plan was we were going to sell snow cones, cones to make mm. extra money. <laughs> so, at the shows. At the shows, uh. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we, 
You know, as one Wait, thing about punks. What was your snow cone machine? It was like a Snoopy one. Or it something. was the Snoopy one. Ah, oh, I love the Snoopy one. I had that as a kid. So for the listener, Snoopy is a dog yeah. uh, created by Charles. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on. May he rest in peace. <laughs> he died like two years ago. Yes. All right. Anyway. Still, Sports still and seltzer out for you. Go on. So yeah, He's Snoopy coat snow cone. Well, the only time the Snoopy snow cone machine came out was when we played to I believe seven or eight skaters in Danville in a Civil War prison. <laughs> <laughs> that okay that's in this is danville illinois this is danville uh virginia don't know where uh, nope. uh where our listeners want to tell us where uh, yeah, 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 yeah email us it's to in the south okay i mean it was you know because okay so but i mean that was you know that wasn't a bad show right per se because it was like the seven or eight skaters they were skating yeah and we we're like they weren't, I mean, it was like, it was a night out for them. Sure. You know, yeah. they weren't, they didn't care. So we were like, well, let's work on that new song. Right. So we just turned it into a practice in front of right. some skaters. Yeah. And, and it was a civil war prison, like real deal. They had, that's where we slept that night that's... in the civil war prison. And, was and it was dark. They did like I mean, what, yeah, was this a venue, like I they would don't... do shows there. Or this was yeah. A one? I like, mean, I think it was some... my guess. Because you know, actually, uh, Raphael, who plays with us now, he played there too. I think with El Guapo, he must have played right. there. So other people, you might have someone else come on the show yeah. and say, "Oh, we played the Civil War prison." Yeah. <laughs> right? Be, oh yeah, we best about venue that place. in Danville. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad whatever <laughs> state it is. I think it's Danville, actually. Yeah, Danville. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Dansville. Yeah. You heard me right. Dansville. So, okay, so the so the snow cone machine. So the snow cone machine came out. I think we sold it to. I mean, we didn't sell any shirts to those. You skaters, sold the snow cone. But we sold <laughs> snow cones, and we probably made more money from the yeah. snow cones that night. But sure. that was the only night that the snow cones ever came out. So, yeah. uh, but I still think that's a great idea. I'm sure I you can find for for a young band. Snow cones is. You know, no, or any kind. That of, one's like, free to the young band. Yeah, that's, that's a free. You kids, <laughs> free you go out brothers. there. You, that I mean, is, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but there was a, a, a band called Zombie. Two guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and the drummer Tony of Zombie is like for a little while was the premier tamale guy in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Like just wanted, wow. like he loved making tamales right. and and sort of making great. tamales. And if if they had did the zombie show and then like the merch table fresh tamales right. made by the drummer and then their selection weird merch is great. I remember when hot, when High and Fire had hot merch. sauce uh, that was great when we were on tour oh, with wow. them they had their oh, own yeah, hot sauce. Yeah. I remember when Locust had Coke mirrors. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And I remember they got them all free from the company I ended up working for down the line here. Huh. Uh, but either way, weird merch, great. You should have bring it back the snow code machine is what I'm saying. I remember the first time that I saw Chick 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 was, I believe, 1998, right around the corner from here mm-hmm. at the old at Bjorn Copeland from Black Dice's oh, yeah, yeah, old yeah yeah, yeah. Space. first show in New York yeah that was that your, your yeah, first yeah, show yeah. in New York and yeah. it was that was when Black Dice was in like the vi- their violent right. Phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Love the violent and, and phase. It was a fa- It was. It was. It, did you have dreadlocks at the time? <laughs> am I, I misremembering? Um, Crustbox. They were kind of fucknots. Now, right. it, it, was, it was. It was definitely one piece kind of okay. back there. And there was good. That was that was a tour we did with the Pope Smashers. So that was that's right. Yeah, that was eleven people in a nine-person band, and that was the whole U.S. And there okay. there was some Ugh. big guys with big dreadlocks yeah. in the Pope yes, Smashers. That's so, right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was wild. But, and I, no, cause I remember that would have, I was, uh, I guess I was, uh, probably going into my sophomore year in college. Mm. And so seeing that kind of show, cause I'd gone to school with Eric from Black Dice. So mm. I, 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 I'd known those guys and I remember I got thrown into the, uh, bass drum during <laughs> their set. But I think it was, it was, the, the, that kind of, uh, Mixed lineup, yeah, is yeah. one of these eye-opening things. Yeah, for some, yeah. also someone coming from sure. Hard I mean, because it's we gotta were... be one thing, or it's gotta right. be. A... I mean, we yeah. were talking when I ran into you walking into the podcast. The first time I think I saw Chick 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 was when my band Orchid played with you guys yeah. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it was uh, us, Red Scare, Lightning Bolt, Chick Chick Chick, and I think That's this thing Kill Sadie mm-hmm. that became members went on to Pretty Girls Make Graves. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Wow. Uh, but yeah, and it was, I remember at the, I was just like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I need right yeah. now. Right. Because right. it was a fun show. Yeah. I remember yeah. every band went over well. I feel like the crowd was crazy. Yeah. The crowd um, was crazy. And went nuts. And also we were like in the middle of our tour. Right. So I was burnt. 
Like so I was, was psyched the, to have a band that wasn't oh, like. Because so I would say at the middle of the tour is like the be, almost the best. You're you're. I was making the. Cylinder. I was I was going over the, on the down. Uh, I was on the down slope yeah. at that point. Uh, everyone had gone to the Stinking Rose. I didn't. It wasn't able to go to the Stinking Rose. What is this for the listener? It's a I restaurant in uh, San oh, Francisco yeah, that yeah, was across yeah, the probably. street from the venue. I think, uh, and it was everything has garlic in it, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to go very bad. <laughs> Why but, didn't you go? Because I, I don't even remember why. Someone had to man the t-shirt. Yeah, I had to work merch. I had to work the snow cone machine. Somebody's got to make the snow cones. Okay, so, but get, get this idea was something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, what, what do you say? 11 people in a nine-person? Mm, nine mm, mm, what, what's a nine-person van? That's not a... Is that a... Like yeah. Because that's not a, um, a... It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I mean... All it, the time. It did, but I can't... And I can't remember why it didn't suck. <laughs> right. Like, that was like... And we were... That was like... We were broke. That was like... All of us would like, you know, Mario would go in and pay for gas and the rest of us would mill around the, <laughs> right. the mini Mario and then all walk out and that was lunch, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And with, you know, so I, I don't know why that didn't suck because now it's like I'll be in a van and it's like, you know, cause we still like go back and forth kind sure. of bus uh-huh. than a van and whatever. And sometimes I'm sitting in the van. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I, I'll get a little more agitated. I'm still a lot of tough, a lot tougher than guys my age, but. Right. I'm still like, I don't know how we did this forever. We're in much closer quarters and like with no AC, with only a boom box and not even like, <laughs> not, even I mean, stereo not even a it. stereo. Like we had to beg for that. That was like, you know, when no we got, AC, that was like, no AC is the key to see, the punk van. I get yeah, no one yeah. ever, ever wants to I fix the AC. It. Would, right. What, it was never an option. Yeah. I was I think, like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think we got lucky because Oxford Collapse was only three guys. Right. So oh. like, and, yeah, yeah. and we had we had, we owned our first two vans, which were both conversion vans, ninety one Chevy and then a ninety two Chevy. Right. We could sleep in the van. I mean, this was yeah, like yeah. the lap of luxury. Right. And then after those van those vans, one after the next died, we just started renting minivans, and we could fit all our stuff in the minivan. Right. And it was you know it was always a brand new van. So we always I think had the benefit of. Like air conditioning was right. Orchid, Orchid will own the van. Like, will own the van, but he was never about to fix it. Oh, that's, uh, and we were never about to chip in because yeah. we were like, no, you own this, so now we're just gonna yeah. like live in. <laughs> but pain. the combination of maybe doing a what an eight-hour drive through the Southwest in right. the summer with eleven people in the van and, <laughs> and no to air- and to end up at a venue that is maybe a Civil War museum or a prison <laughs> that probably won't have air conditioning. Uh, like when we play Louisiana and they used an engine so, as a fan, like they just had the, the fucking the, the the fucking engine blade spinning, like being like it's kind of a fan. But it sounds like if if the, if if the van stuff is is for the birds, whatever. What are, we, what are we talking about in terms of like showering in these days? Oh, I mean, I, I didn't like take this. showers back then. That wasn't like what I did. Like, <laughs> right. And you know, like, yeah. I mean, my nickname in the band used to be Armpit. So, I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Like, I, you know, I, you were the crust puck of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I mean, I was that, I was pretty dirty. I, you had a funky drag. I mean, weird I was still thing. smelly when I moved to New York. Sure. People, I remember people complaining on dance floors. I mean, I probably, I probably, I didn't. Well, I took a shower actually on my. To come over here, so right. I, I'm not All that right. bad, but I haven't <laughs> nice. been wearing this shirt for the last three days. So <laughs> whatever works, man. you know. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, I mean the, I mean I think the thing about the the vans back then, this is another aspect of the punk van that needs to be discussed, is right. that they didn't always work. There was like no, I mean so there was because back then we were going back and forth between Outhead and Chick to Chick, and it'd be kind of like, you know, we do the tour with Outhead, and then we come back we'd be home for like a few days and then we'd leave with chuk to chuk right and uh so the one that we did with outhud i mean well we should we should just uh clarify for the listener because there was there was a certain crossover between both ba- between both yeah bands. yeah it was there were three couple, members three members who were there in were, both bands. yeah okay. justin me justin and tyler okay. and then outhud had molly and phyllis yeah. as well and so i believe it, it was like we needed a van it was like too late i think molly's mom bought the van right or something <laughs> we were supposed to pay her back that never happens <laughs> you know um and so outhead took it out first and it broke down i mean seven eight times right i mean and this would be on the way to shows i remember i mean it was we were stuck in little rock for a week i know, remember I hearing fixed. about i remember hearing that story because and that that boggles my mind well, ex- what happened? Well, basically, I mean, we stayed there for a week trying to get this van fixed. You know, and this was like, you know, we're like, we broke down outside on the way into Little Rock. And the guy's like, we're like, well, what do we do? He's like, he's like, he's like, I can't fix it. Whatever. He's like, just drive it. Just drive it. We were like, 
What do you know? Remember what the problem was? Uh, nah. But it was the kind of thing where like a part needed to. It was. I mean, that van was just like. Well, I mean, that was just tough. But the, I, I, it had so many problems. I think it just needed to be fixed up before we took yeah. it out. We were like already like three days late. We missed our first show of the tour. You know, we're three days late, so we just had to drive straight to Arizona. I- do you remember how old the van was? It at the was time? a '70s van. You know, this is real, but this was this you know, punk this was 15 van. years ago. Yeah. It was a 17, '70s van. Yeah. Was okay. that sure, was what you bought sure. for a punk van? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I remember having our first '80s van. I was like, whoa, a van from the '80s. <laughs> <Yeah. I can't." laughs> and you got whoa. the tape deck, and you were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh man. <laughs> so, but so then, and and I just remember that we got to like say our show in Memphis by getting. Because Molly's mom had a uh, AAA... Yeah, the gold card. The gold card. Uh, got so it. We got, oh, got we to have someone home with, with the fucking him. AAA card. Oh, I had the gold card. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. I was the triple A yeah. in the band, too, I yeah. think. Uh, well, so so we just... We did... It took that guy's advice and just drove it from Little Rock, finally. <laughs> and let me just say, when we moved... Because we had all our stuff inside Rice Street at Little Rock. Uh-huh. Seminole Punk House mm-hmm. in right. Little Rock. Yeah. Uh, and also... Little Rock's where I've seen more roaches than I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, I, I, you know, like, you know, it's New York. We right. see roaches. Yeah. Sure. You know, they're around. But, I mean, this was like, I mean, you just open the cupboard and there's a colony. Right. Like, I mean, a colony. And you don't, there's no, like, oh, try to get them. Like, right. that's just where they live. Right. You know? So, and when we moved our stuff out that had been started, well, all the roaches were all in the ants. Hell. And I believe there was kitty shit in there, too. So of course a, there was. I mean, a lot of adorable kittens yeah. that right. got really high and filmed on a video camera but you right. know it's like they defecate too they, yeah they do their thing <laughs> it's so just we, mother nature <laughs> so we broke down halfway to memphis called triple a got towed to the show where we played i believe in a squad across the street from where martin luther king was shot of course um and there was a fan we played with some girls who were on tour in a canoe it was, you know, it was, I, mean, I like, you guys that, are hitting hey, like, all sense. of these civil rights <laughs> monuments. Right. Yeah. You guys, you, I mean, that's the thing about touring. You learn so much about America. You really, you know? really do. I mean, cause even now, still, we're always still like, oh, we gotta do America. You know, we're pretty, at this point, we'd rather just go <laughs> yes. to Spain and France, yes. you know? But every time we get out there, we're like, yeah, America. I, I you will, know? Uh, for, for maybe have touring, having toured the country, I don't know, seven or eight times. Over the course of the band, you love it. I, I, it, the novelty never wore off because I'm yeah, from yeah. Long yeah. Island. I, I went to school in New York. Like the, I'm a northeastern right. person, so to go out to Arizona, to go to, yeah, to yeah, go yeah. to Oregon, to go to Montana was I was always like, this is like, yeah, and and yeah. the way that we would always do it is is would be counterclockwise. So we'd be heading like northwest so it's like oh we're in montana we're like a week out from you know we just started like yeah, yeah. The, the the promise of oh, like then the you great gotta shows. end in the south we yeah for the most Ew. part we always yeah so like our last shows would always be like dc philly yeah. and we're just like oh come on yeah you always end <laughs> in time philly. to go home yeah, yeah, yeah um <laughs> but but for me at least and that's the thing i think uh dare i say that america as a Geographic entity is fucking. underrated. Yeah, it's cut it out with your jingoistic yeah, America <laughs> bullshit. <And that's> why. <laughs> yeah, Romney Paul. Oh, yeah, do we not tell you this is a crazy Tea Party conservative uh, podcast too? I also uh, just said Romney Paul for some Romney reason, as opposed to Romney Ryan. <laughs> Vote for Romney Paul, libertarian candidate. First name Romney, last name Paul. That's fantastic. And we got a new character. That's yeah. a new bit for the show. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you're, also you're going, you're playing squats, you're, 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 you're dealing with all of these awesome and shitty venues all at the yeah, same yeah. time. Uh, uh, worst squat you ever played? Oh, uh, he, uh, what was the worst? The, well, actually, wait, can I just back? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just want to finish that story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just in that, basically out had broke down eight times. That was a tough tour. It was always tough without right. you know. Also, strange kind of music to people at the yeah, time. We were doing right. dub. Let me ask work. you, for that week in Arkansas, what are you doing? Uh, smoking a lot, I think. <laughs> right. But, I mean, like, so you're that basically, like the, you're, you're killing time. You have, I mean, that was, you know. Did you, you know, know anyone was, there? Are you hanging out yeah, with the yeah, Arkansas no, I, mean, I mean, it was definitely like, we used to just roll through and hang out, you right. know, when we were hopping trains there and stuff. And it was like, that's where I met John Pugh, who later mm-hmm. joined Chick Chick Chick. So, I think he, 
Well, he did. He. What's that? I, what I love that you what? fought when I said Crustpunk. You had a slight hesitation of fighting, and so far, look, I never, you, I never had any patches. Your on name's Armpit. You had weird dreads. You're hopping on trains. Yeah, I wanted to go back to this hopping on right. trains thing that you just. You might as well tell me you were an ass rash or something. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Here? Well, it was, it was the hopping on trains was something that you did just hanging out there, or this was like a previous kind of cross country thing. That was. I mean, that was. That was, you know, when I first came back from Yamos tour, I was like around for like, I was home and I was just like, I'd just seen America. I had my mind blown. Right. I was home. Suddenly I was like, Sacramento seemed really small <laughs> right. and really boring. And my friend said, well, do you want to hitchhike to New York City? And I was like, let's go. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like that. I was registered for school the next week. You know, the the old romantic story is like I learned more the first week than I sure. learned the whole Into semester. Into the yada, wild, yada. but I mean it was it was true. And then you, and then this was just kind of like I mean because we were close to the Bay Area, so we knew people who would do that. That was like right. kind of like what you did. There was sure. kind of like the whole comet bus scene and all those kids yep. would you know. I mean, uh, would hop trains and stuff. So it was like scene, what you heard got, about. You could get sucked into that world. The, the, the whole crime think scene. Crime think. Crime think was like Wait, the the days of that, fashion and nights I, collective. Where I remembered that they were super. What were the bands affiliated with them? Uh, Gehenna kind of got worked in there. Oh. Um, creation is crucifixion. Oh, okay. uh, crime yeah. think where they used to put. It was a lot of basically like reiteration of situationist mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put out like days of passion, nights of war, or something. So it was a and bunch of like overeducated, bored yes. undergrads, <laughs> yes, who uh, were trying to out pretentious one another. Yeah, basically, you should check it. It's kind <laughs> okay. of fun, reason terrible okay, at the same okay. time. But that the crime think world was this whole thing, and one of the dudes was this guy eviction and he wrote a book and he looked like a straight edge <laughs> hardcore guy i right. think his name was eviction but he was a train hopper like he dumpster dove yeah, yeah. it's all about dumpster diving how you shouldn't wear underarm and like they had a lot of manifestos right, right. Uh, again taking a lot of the situation and stuff and making it dumber somehow yeah. to yeah, me yeah yeah. Um, yeah 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 there was yeah uh I not to go off on a crime thing tangent <laughs> but <laughs> Check them out. <laughs> yes, check them out, man. <laughs> Representing crap think. So okay, so you're you're hanging out in Arkansas. You're doing whatever you need, whatever needs to be done. Yeah, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So, you, so you're getting life basically done. The, the 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 really the you're banging that, a little rock. When we get when we by the time we get home from that whole outhood thing, you know, head back out with Chick Chick Chick. I mean, this is the band Molly's Mom boat. It didn't break down on Chick 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 once. Like nice. they out had just got it there all fixed right. up, and then it was, we had this totally tough yeah. tour, and then we went out and it was a breeze. Yeah, I mean a breeze for eleven people in a nine person sure. van, but you know it, that's what it was, whatever. So and, and Chick 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 has definitely had our time with the with the uh, with the broken vans. I mean, yeah. I mean, one of my absolute like favorite memories of the band is like one time leaving New York City, probably that time you saw us, mm-hmm. and that van you couldn't uh, if you hit traffic the. You weren't cooling the engine by driving quickly, uh-huh. so so we're we're caught in that like you know that the Hudson Tunnel or the Holland Tunnel yeah, uh, right traffic, and we all just have to like turn we turn the van off and all just get out and just push it uh-huh. and like you know which is and but it's awesome you know we right. got you know we're, it's like we're in New York I mean we were like psyched sure you know? and like. And we were just bros hanging out, making jokes, pushing the van, you know, push it a little bit. Okay, sit there. Push it a little right. bit. Okay, sit there. It was beautiful, you know? So, I mean, I mean, I, I, however tough these times were, I mean, I remember specifically someone saying to Mario, who had a real straight job, wife and kids, he still has. And, uh, at the time someone saying to him, you know, ah, oh, these are the salad days. And he was just like, no, man, this is, this is it. And then right. we had no idea, like, that we, it would indeed one day be yeah. salad days and one right. day we'd be, Spoiled and well, let's whatever, let's you know. let's let's go into that. Like, at what what when did things kind of start changing? Where it was like, all right, we we don't necessarily have to worry. Like, people are at the shows, right? And this right, is one yeah, less yeah. thing that we have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. And and then you get to like, oh, we don't even have to tour in a van anymore. Right, like, right. someone's gonna drive us around in a bus. Right, right. Well, like, I always think that's funny too, because it's like you know they talk about how does a scene work and you know oh you must be really down with these bands and. I don't think it's just funny. It's like, you know, we always get lumped in with the rapture and stuff. I mean, it's not like, you know, we, like, it's not like, this is how scenes work. They were like, yeah, you don't need to own a van in New York. And we're like, really? We sold our van. It's like, right. you know, you share information like that, you know? So right. it's like, oh, in fact, we are kind of related to yeah. these bands. Because, yeah, when you move to New York, it's like, you got to pay all the insurance and the parking. Sure. It's insane. Yeah. So that, that's when we were like, oh, you know. But I really feel like New York was when we were like, I mean, when we moved, agreed to move to New York, when it was, was kind of like, we moved to New York in 
beginning of 2001. Okay. Right. And it was like when we decided to move, it was like everybody in Outhead was just like, well, the only reason I live in this town is because I'm in this band. Only <laughs> right. I'm in this town is I'm in this. And we're like, well, let's move. So it's like <laughs> Outhead all agreed to move in like a year and a half. And then we set that date and did it. And as soon as we left, it was like probably like two months after the first Trick to Trick album came out, started blowing up. And it was like, so suddenly we could like, we weren't making any any, we were making some money, but all that money had to go to like fly Mario and Alan right. out to practice or something like that. So, so it was just like, that was just exciting. I mean, it's like, we still weren't making money. We still didn't give a shit. And, you know, it's like, I, I, and I don't know where exactly it flipped. That's where we started having backstages. Right. And I, and I do remember after we had our first backstage, I remember the second night someone complaining about the backstage. So I thought, well, okay, this is like, <laughs> takes so little yeah. to all of a sudden oh, but you're actually you're playing on a stage now <laughs> yeah right. so we're right. on the and stage the yeah. I, mean, I think actually that show we played with you is one of the first times we played on a stage that orchid show yeah uh i'll almost say that might have been one of the first times orchid might have played on the stage too because right. i think we did play on the stage also and like it was just didn't, so awkward didn't you guys we never have played. a vehement anti-stage yeah we were we definitely uh and then it got to a certain like that was one of those shows where i think i remember it possibly having the conversation of like it's stupid to not play on the stage mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. no one will see it like it was such a, yeah. like the way it was set up i remember that club except for lightning bolt who of yeah. course set up in like their whole thing at that point especially was to set up in a weird corner right yeah and yeah. make it as painful for everyone I mean, that's that's uh, still i mean i guess I always, it is i haven't seen i've realized i haven't yeah. seen lightning bolt in well, maybe 10 years at this point. i mean that's what i always say is i haven't seen them in years because right. i'm always like I can't see them. Right. You know, because it's, it like, it's just such a huge It always seems them. pointless to me. Yeah. Like, if I think about going to see Lightning Ball, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. too old to force my way up to maybe see them. Right, pull, right. Pull uh, Danny Glover there. I mean, yeah. it's still But I do, I, I think I had so. that uh, that argument there, because right. we're like, I, we have to play on the stage. This is stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no one's going to see us. Yeah, yeah well, uh, at a certain point, the punk ideals and the reality of the situation. Right, like, if you've got 400 people and you're trying to basically play for the 20 people who can see you, whatever it was at that, because it was a packed show. It was huge. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was one of the bigger shows of that tour, I remember. Yeah, that was a big um, one for us, for sure. Uh, but yeah, and that's one of those, yeah, it's one of those moments where you've got mm-hmm. like the kind of like oh what are my punk ideals and what is the reality of the situation like you yeah. said it's like kind of figuring that out and uh definitely so so get so getting back to this the, this point where like the tide starts to, ter- to yeah, yeah, turn yeah. away and like because th- i just oxford collects never got to the point where it was like all right it's smooth set you know it's like right. where like are they're gonna be you know it was always like well hopefully there'll be people here tonight, you know? <laughs> yeah so you know the idea of like getting to that point it's like all right well we don't have to worry about that yeah yeah were there other issues that came up to 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 replace? The, oh, I know? mean, that's I mean, that's the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's like you you get to this point where you're because you're always like, well, if we just you know get this seven inch out, like you know, then people will be at the <laughs> right. shows, and you get that seven inch out, and then you're like, well, if we just get this twelve inch, right. if we just get this album, you know, it's like it's that way the whole way, and it's like, I, I mean, I I really think that's like that's why we're still around is like we've been able to weather those struggles because yeah. it's it's never not chick 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 is now you're going on 15 plus years right yeah yeah. just about 15 yeah, years yeah and you're still able to like you said weather those storms yeah, and, and yeah. also what you're saying well if we just get the seven inch out if we just get yeah. this, it seems like it's that level of being satisfied with what you're doing yeah, yeah and, and this comes up a lot on the right. show it's like Okay, so now we're now we're we're headlining this festival. Yeah, now yeah, we're yeah. opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Now, there's always something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To get at the chill no. peps, the chai, uh, right. the chai peps, or whatever. I can't. I can't. It's, I think it's chai, chai peps, but chai. No, saw, it reads. Well, what chai did you chai call? Them? We called them chai peps. Chai, chai peps. peps. That's what it was. That's, but yeah. that's I thought when we you guys made got back, name. Jerry Fuchs was telling me a lot about like yeah. and would not stop talking. Well, chai peps. Let's get into that. But to get to there. Okay, so you know you, uh, you guys signed with Warp, right? Yeah. And so your deal, you know, now there's there's more exposure. Yeah. On that front. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure what your booking situation was at by this point, but you're you know it's things are rolling. Yeah, in, things like are rolling. You're getting we're 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 doing things. Things yeah. are cool, you know. I yeah, I quit the job, you know, yeah. and whatever, you know. Now I was mean, this the job? I remember running into you at. Uh, Utrecht Art Supply. Uh, yeah. Art, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were working a, for Utrecht. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did I did them for a while, and yeah. Uh, I was kind of the half babysitting, half doing. I would, Utrecht was a sweet situation because yeah. they just liked me, so I'd show up for an hour after I babysat, right. and then, and then we close at seven, and I hang out for as long as I could <laughs> until I had to clock out. So you know, so it sounds like a cool job. Yeah, it was a cool job. It was like yeah. Too. So then you know, our loud nub now came out, and we mm-hmm. could kind of quit, and you know whatever. So 
Uh, and then I did have to go back for once three months, but other than that, it's been, yeah, you've been you know, able to, I've had to, I, well, I mean, it used to be that you'd just go sell CDs, you know, you get the promos right. from the record company, you take them down to Kim's and other That's and right. sell them. That would get you through the tough times. <laughs> sure. Can't, you can't do that anymore. Right. Exactly. You know, no one wants to buy this. I re- like, it was such in growing up and in my high school where there was a, there was a radio station based in the basement of my high school that I did for four years uh-huh. so from 93 to 97. And the, I, and then when I went to NYU, uh, which really, the, I wanted to go to NYU because I wanted to be in the city. And right. Like, I loved going to St. Mark's when hey. I was in high school and going to St. <laughs> Mark's CDs and getting the pro, like getting an 88 right. cent like promo of the Biohazard album from <laughs> right. Warner Brothers. Sure. So there's a cult, at least to me, like the, this, this cult of like the promo CD up until I want to say like 2000. And two or something. Right. Like I would. I'd be looking through those those the dollar bins. You know, for uh, you know, promo, promo CDs, CDs were great for selling because I definitely sold some Panthers here or there. And yeah, then I also yeah. like. I know. Like, I mean, that's part of being a band. Being in a band, I think, is finding those ways of you have you both get the money from tour yeah. to fill in the gaps, but then you do need to fill yeah. in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it means working at Utrecht for like a, a month all of a sudden yeah. or doing some bullshit. Like I remember like when I worked at Arista, I think we've talked about before, mm-hmm. but when I got laid off, Arista, I was working for Arista Records, they were also moving. Uh-huh. So everyone was cleaning out their offices. So I, for like a week, was just going home with two to three sacks <laughs> of just CDs and every single thing I could find. Of like, of like, yeah, like a fucking, like, Aqua, Aquamanai or whatever, that Outcast record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just, and, and so I had a whole closet, and for months, I would sit there and be like, I need this amount for rent. So I can take, <laughs> I can take this amount of biggie well, yeah. CDs, yeah, yeah. sell them I, here, sell them there. I, as I'm, I was speaking, like, as a fan, like, I'm saying if, if a kid, like, and because it just doesn't happen, they came across like, oh, here's a chick, chick, chick promo in the in the cardboard sleeve with the sticker on it. Like, right. I don't have the artwork, right. but like, here's the album, right? Yeah, yeah. For a buck is like, you know, sure. that because like, I remember how psyched I would get when I'd find Media like, Fire the brother. new, you know, yeah. unwound. Yeah. Record. You know, that's what it's that's what's yeah. it, it's happened. Yeah. But you know, that so this idea of trading in the CDs is now this kind of like quaint. There's a nostalgia oh, sure. for that. It, yeah, it all also it's charming to think of possibly that the promos that you were so excited about were sold by the bands themselves, yeah, who were just trying to know, make some cash that we and get some Indian food. I, the only time I remember selling CDs was at um, Amoeba in Los right. Angeles on our first record, right, and on K9. So that I didn't, you know, just like going in and selling them on. Uh, on consignment. Oh, consignment. Oh, You're yeah. never getting yeah. that money. Never, yeah, never, <laughs> never for the listener. Yeah. Um, consignment yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> consignment is when you give a record store your CDs and act like at some point you'll get some money back yeah. and you never follow up. No. Because or they'll you, go, for the ah, man, we've sold maybe one. I don't know. I got to find the receipt. Or even, even more mortifying than that is, is getting them sent back. Ugh. It's all depressing. They've been sitting on the Ooh. shelf. Like, oh, these two copies. Uh, I don't know. We can't yeah, move. You'd rather them. just pretend that. Yeah, they're, right. Like, oh, what, what's that band? I don't know. You got or worse than that is when you get signed up for one of those record stores to do a signing or a meet and greet, oh. and then no one shows oh. up, oh. and you call your record label and go, "You know what? No more yeah. meet and greets for the rest of the tour." <laughs> yeah. Happened too many times for us. That's yeah. I, I remember on, our, on again on this first U.S. tour in 2004. What was the other record store? Not Amoeba. Oh, it's in Berkeley. There's a bit. Yeah. What's the Rasputin's? Uh, right. Yeah, we yeah. were supposed to do an in-store there, Ugh. and it was completely botched by you know, like I think we called the records and we were like, "Hey, we're the we're Oxford Collapse. We're on our way." They're like, "What?" Right. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you guys can play if you want." Right. Like, okay. So this sounds like it's going to be a great scenario. Yeah. Ours were usually like, botched by you, lack of interest. You, you have no <laughs> idea. Like you don't even know we're coming. Right. Yeah. Oh, then there was another one in Buffalo where I think that I think there was. They all. It suck. didn't happen. They suck. They're right. terrible. Um. But uh, those days are those days are be are are behind you. At yeah, this point, yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I think what the key. You? I mean, the key seems to be actually something you said, which it you know it because it is tough. It gets where and at a certain point, you know, like that's what comes up in this a lot is you know why do we still do it? Why why mm. have you continued all this time? And I think part of it is actually something you said semi in passing. Uh. Where maybe your drummer or someone, I can't remember who said it, but of just like, there is no next thing. This is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the key, I think, is yeah, somewhat yeah. for the it's, longevity it, of yeah. bands and playing music yeah. is to not sit there and go, oh, well, it used to be like this or it could be like yeah. this. It absolutely, yeah. It's almost like a life thing, too. It's not living in the past or the future. It's really being like, no, this is it. Like, right. 
I want to be yeah. playing in this yeah. basement right now. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not yeah. lying to myself, like, yeah. legitimately, like, this is good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a hard thing to get around. But I think it seems like that could be, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, part of your longevity. No, yeah, no, it absolutely is. Because, yeah, it was it was tough the whole time, but it was always like, I mean, basically, it's that, that same thing that we started with. We wanted people who were cool on the van, right. you know, and it's still like... It's still like a pleasure to come backstage and be like, well, that sucked or that was amazing, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, that's, you know, it's like one of those corny, really true things, you know, and it's still like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess any job is like you work friends, but right. So this is like a different kind of work friends, but I mean, I mean, they're like, you know, the only people in my speed dial, you know, it's like, they're, they're, you know, they're the guys, you know, and, uh, you know. Well, let me ask you this on, you know, and this may be a, a, a naive question, but at this point, people know what to expect when they go to see you guys yeah. play. And I would assume almost every time there, there's got to be, you know, a, a dance party on some level. Yeah. So what are there? Are there quote unquote bad shows for you oh, guys yeah. these oh, days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> what's the criteria? Well, so, 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 I mean, I just I just hate to suck. And we, and we just, sometimes you just don't get that vibe right. Right. You know? And I, it's like, you know, like I always think of there's that, there's that blur song, like wake up in America or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like, is it, okay? you know, we played last night. It was a good show. Like that feeling, like when you wake up the next day and you're laying there, you're like, yeah, yeah, we killed it. Fuck. Right. It feels really yeah. great. And when you wake up the next morning, we are like, we fucking suck last night. Man, it's just like, and it's then, like, and then you I have never turned forget the page too. In your I head. can tell you every show we sucked at in New York. You right. Know? Uh-huh. Like, and if that's where I'm, you know, or when we sucked in Chicago, you know, I'll, everything that was good or great or amazing, I don't always remember. If we sucked, I fucking remember. Yeah. You right. Know? So, and, and, and I just don't. So that's like the big, you know. But, but is it is it due to like because you're you're having a crowd? Does I, even champions lose games? <laughs> <laughs> Interview over. Because <laughs> um, I, I would assume that you know the the if if you're talking about I, I used to be a stickler for like oh we gotta play these we gotta hit the notes man we gotta like play right, them. Right. Um, and ninety percent of the crowd, more doesn't give a fuck. They, they have no idea. They don't know. So what? Out. Like, like is are are you saying the show? This, oh, that show sucked because like we as as a as a unit as a band like we just didn't gel. Uh, yeah, because I would assume the crowd is always going to be kind of yeah like, yeah, and they'd like it. You know, they don't notice it, but you know what you can do to them. You know, right. I mean, you don't do that. And I just don't like, I never wanted to be some mediocre experience for people. I never wanted to be like, you know, like, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, it's like, I, I mean, you know, I want to be the fucking best, you know? So, and when we're just like, and I hate it when I feel like we played just okay and someone comes backstage and was like, great show. And you're like, bullshit. You know, it's like, <laughs> but you got to like, take, oh, take the compliment. You got to take the compliment. I know. And I had to yeah. learn to shut my mouth yeah. because yeah. I would be really rude and would be like, no, it wasn't, you know? And, like, <laughs> and let me explain to you why you're wrong. <laughs> I really had to, I mean, it's been a, I've had a long time to learn how to shut my sure. mouth, and I've almost got the hang of it. <laughs> so, so, so along those lines too, when you guys get to the point where you're now touring, opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. and and in this case, you're facing a crowd that I would doesn't assume doesn't a, a shit about. Do, well, do, doesn't <laughs> you are the thing that's in right. the way of what they want. But it's it's bigger so, bands it's, hate openers. Like it seems like that, like because bigger it is. bands yeah. or bigger fans. Or, I mean, bigger fans of bigger. bigger yeah, like if yeah, you're playing yeah. like a concert of that side, that's a yeah. concert. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, they just seem to hate. Yeah. But openers. I think it's it's well. There's this there's this uh, predetermined. Okay, you know, the, the, whatever. Like let's we're here for the, we're here sure, for the sure. chai peps. Um, <laughs> that's it. So that's fun. how they're known yeah. for the rest of the sh- the show here. <laughs> so there's this uphill bat. I mean, w- would you get in the mindset of like? We're gonna fucking make these. Well, like, here's, it, I mean, here's how it would work with the chili peppers. I mean, so, I mean, you know, we got asked, you know, Prashante saw us, supposedly called Ketis right then and was like, I just saw these guys, they just like us, we gotta get them to open. Right. You know, this is the story, as it was told to sure. us. Sure. You know, uh-huh. Seems true. Ketis ran and out from like, under the bridge. And he went, said, uh, suck my kiss. <laughs> and I was gonna try to do you know, something like that. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a, <laughs> so a scatting, like, good. uh, fake rap for Ketis. Okay. So yeah, so you guys, and you can't turn this down. Well, you know, and at the time we were still pretty punk and we we're like, is this what we want to do? But our, right. in our mind, it was like, well, it's not in America. We're not playing American jocks. Are there English jocks? 
I don't know. It seems okay. Right. You know, and of course, everyone's always like, you got to do this. You got to do yeah. this. It's so great for your career. Yada, yada, whatever. So, but, and, and, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. We're probably being too punk. We probably really do want to do it. Right. I mean, I punk honestly ethics get know. a little laxer when you're in Europe too. Yeah. They just like all of a sudden, like, it's like, no one's really going to know about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. having a, it's like when you're so like Schwarzenegger doing an ad in Japan uh, yeah. for like some well, like, I mean, weird yeah. beer. Or Fugazi plays for yeah. 50 bucks in Japan or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Know? I'm sure there's a very good reason for that. Right. But you know, that's what. Exactly. But so, so we do it, we show up and you know, it's like, how's this going to go? What's this going to be like? And I mean, so first night we get up there and we're playing in, I don't know where it is, but it's the fucking sticks of England. Let me ask, are these the biggest shows you played at this point? Oh, without a doubt. And we, I mean, at this point we've done some European festivals. We've done six or 10,000 maybe, maybe, you know, this is after loud nups. Now this is like, as we're recording mid takes or whatever. So it's 2006. And, um, for those of you who don't know our discography. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so first show we go out there and it's, I, I, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's, we're basically playing to a bunch of English hicks, really. Who, like, right. they don't, they don't give a shit. And you know, I, you know, we just go up and do the show, you know, what we do. One of the things that I would do sometimes at the show, you know, we used to, I'm, you know, I come from the Iggy, Fanonius line right. of, wild man kind of front man do whatever you know and you know one of the things i would often do was just you know throw water on the audience or right. something you know no biggie you know they usually yeah. appreciate it because usually it's hot it's kind sure. of like this thing it seems punk but it's also doing them a favor right you know, that's kind of me in yeah. a nutshell yes. you know <laughs> so, uh, so as i do that that's this is that's i'm used to doing that to our crowds right. this is not our crowd <laughs> this is a bunch of next thing we know first bottle start flying right and we're like oh shit okay so we're about to get bottled by fifteen thousand people you know we're about two-thirds through the set i should also mention that because i talked this over with just my roommate who used to play with us it was with us at this time he had dysentery at the time so he's up there beginning to get bottled he just wants to take a fucking shit you know like <laughs> recurring <thing. laughs> so Anyways, we get, we, but, but we make it through the set. You know, we don't have to leave or any early or anything. We nice. finish our set, you know, whatever. And we're just like, but, but we're like, okay, we have like two more weeks of this. Like, what <laughs> right. the, okay, great. You know, but it was pretty, it was remedied pretty easily. The next night, you know, uh, Frashante went out and introduced us and was like, I, you know, told his story that, it, you know, how he heard us right. and yada, yada. And I just didn't throw any water on the audience and everything was cool for the, Rest of the two weeks. There's right. no problem. And it was definitely like, I really feel like it's that thing where you're saying you don't want to be a night out. It's like, you know what? It's kind of like karate kid like training because it's like when you're working to make a crowd who doesn't give a shit about you, right. it's like it, you're getting really strong, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, we're up there. I'm not going to fucking like be like, oh, fuck them or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking give them a sure. show. I'm going to make them be like, whoa, who were those guys? You know, I'm, I'm trying, you know? And, and when we did have one, night off where we did our own show in Leeds and then we're back in a small club suddenly and it's our crowd I mean I felt like a superhuman sure. giant like we yeah. we tore the roof well, off because like you're training semi, like, in Colorado like you yeah. know like the air is different like it's yeah, yeah, thinner yeah, yeah. so exactly. you're, you know you're working different yeah. muscles it's like you know they a lot of comedians talk about it's like working the clubs versus working UCB like yeah, you know yeah. you're working different muscles you can do yeah. different things because it's your crowd uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah and but then when you come back to the smaller place you you're yeah. fucking bulked up yeah 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 um, that's exactly because it's kind of like well what the fuck are you gonna do i'm sure yeah. like fifteen thousand people threw bottles at me <laughs> yeah, yeah, right 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh have either of you guys seen uh, um chili peppers on snl i think it's 1992 on the uh blood sugar sex magic probably door. john frusciante comes out they're, they're gonna play under the bridge and oh. he he mangles yeah. the yeah. intro yeah. to this song. That's, that's when he was losing teeth. I, it, it's <laughs> fucking amazing, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's something. It's yeah, it's definitely yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that I mean, yeah. wasn't some avant like, <laughs> right. reinterpretation of <laughs> right. the beginning of that song. We were doing alternate tunings there. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a look on Chad's face towards the beginning, like. Where we go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll just try to keep the beat. Oh, okay. You know, which is always funny too, because Chad looks like Will Ferrell, kinda, right? You know, yeah. so it's like everything he does is kind of funny because <laughs> right. you're like imagining it's Will Ferrell doing it, right? So, yeah. so it sounds like it was a pretty awesome. But you know, yeah. I mean, that said, I mean, you know, it was great. We learned yeah. a lot. It was they were really great to us. It was a 
Yeah. It was a good experience. I think it is kind of bullshit that you're going to get all these new fans. I did not notice this right. huge jump. Yeah. I think that's kind of just something. But, you know, it's like for the experience, fuck it. You know, well, yeah. it was fun. When, we, when we've done just bigger, like, support slots in the UK and you're like, you got your merch and you're getting paid so much. I mean, for we were getting paid like $100 US. Sure. To play, we were playing with We Are Scientists playing, in, you know, right. 3,000 people, whatever. So all that. And... And their audience is predominantly like, you know, teenage kids. Yeah, yeah. And who have 20 quid to spend on it. They're not going to buy an Oxford right. lap shirt. Right. When oh, they, uh, you know? Yeah, when we opened for Primal Scream. Yeah. At Irving Plaza and got our hundred bucks <laughs> and sold and sold one record and the record was to Walter Schiffels from Quicksand the Girl Biscuits because he liked the artwork and I was like okay that's yeah. cool that's good enough but yeah that there, there is a total fallacy about oh you do this you know like this yeah, is how yeah. you're gonna you know get you know and I, I just want to point out the Chili Peppers were cool about money Nick give us give us your worst gig ever you know there's gigs that I mean there's there's really bad ones there's ones that we you know, Outhood called the album Let Us Never Speak of It Again. And there's definitely gigs and, and, that are just like, just don't even ever talk about it. I would not go on something like a podcast and talk about it. So there's been some dark times. But, um, you know, it's like this last tour for this last album, you know, it came out and, you know, it was like, it didn't, it was like one of those records it was like, I thought it was good. It didn't do what we thought it would. Right. And it was like, I always kind of thought that would be connected to a time when things were like bad in the band. We weren't communicating or something. But the band was great. We were having a great time. We hit the road. We're having a blast. And it was kind of like, you know, it was like, this is like one of those things. It was like, we'd been around for a while. We had it. We were on easy street, but it was like, this is what we were facing at that time. And this was what was tough. You know, there was nice backstages, but there was like, you know, rooms were half full and stuff. You know, yeah. it was like, so it was that same chili peppers thing. We we're like, we're not down. We're not going out. And we got, I, I swear to you. People see us now and are like, you're better than ever. Like, it made us fucking tough. And we got fucking good. If we had a half-filled room, it was like, these people are fucking here to see us. And, I mean, I, I totally believe in that. And it's like, you got to fucking play like it is a full room. Because those people, they do care. They're, right. they're maybe the only people in the world who give a shit about you. So you better give them something, you right. know? So, And I th thought it made us good. And we got good. We yeah. were fucking killing it, right? We were having a killer tour. And it got to the point where it was like, you know, the bad reviews deflated my ego. And my ego was starting to rise up again, right? So one day, we're in Cologne, I think. Uh-huh. And we are, uh, I'm doing a radio station interview about two in the afternoon. And, you know, they're asking me this and that. And, and I, and, you know, I'm, I have my coffee and I'm talking and I'm like, you know what? I tell you what, we, the band is in such a good state right now. We are just killing it. I'll tell you what, you come to the show tonight and we don't kill it. There is a money back guarantee. I will give you your money back because we are going to fucking kill it. Unbeknownst to me, at this time, our tour manager has taken the guys on a tour of Cologne and has taken them to the, the beer hall where <laughs> Hitler declared socialism for Germany. Sure. What have you. The beers are uh, this big. That's as big as your head for the average, for the, for, for, for the listener. For the listener. For the listener. And so I show up at Soundcheck after this, and I was like, hey, where's uh, where's Paul and Gorman? Oh, we left them there. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So then, you know, it comes... So basically, you know, this is... But this should be enough time, you know, for... This should be enough time for, for them to sober up. Gorman takes a nap. That's cool. <laughs> Paul's got some girl showing up, right, who's like he's got to hang with or something. Christ. And so... Paul keeps drinking, right? Instead of taking a nap. So we hit the stage and it's like, and it's a, it's a fairly full, it's a pretty, there's seven, eight hundred people there. It's fairly full. It probably could have fourteen hundred people, you right. know, whatever. And man, as soon as we hit the stage, it's just like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Oh, fuck. And it's just like, you know, we got this one song that's just like, me on vocals and him on drums. Like, no, everyone comes in in the chorus. So it's just drums and vocals. Well, that's, of course, going to be the one he drops the beat in. Like, I mean, he oh, drops yeah, right. the, you know, it's just like, and, you know, and then, like, the whole time, this girl, Paul's friend, is, like, wearing his his furry hat, you know, look right up front, looking at me, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just looking at her in his fucking hat, and I'm going, fuck you. Like, the <laughs> fuck you. No, seriously, you know? 
<laughs> and so, you know, we finished the show and, you know, they're screaming for an encore. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. How bad did we suck? I don't know. I mean, everyone, we're just like, we fucking suck. We're pissed. Right. But, you know, it's that, that, that thing. I mean, if, fuck, if they want an encore, I feel like we gave them a shitty show. The least we can give them is two more, is another shitty song or whatever, you yeah. know? So I go out and as a joke tomorrow, I'm like, you want two more? And he's like, he's like, yeah, let's do two. <laughs> like, like, kind of like, you know, your mom catches you smoking. She makes you smoke the whole pack, right, you know? Sure. Cause I look back at Paul and I'm like, doing two. He's just like, two? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and then about halfway through the first, first song, Mario's like, oh, fuck, that was a bad idea. So we played two more sluggish ones. And that was like, uh, but you know, uh, I asked Paul, I'm like, is this cool if I talk about this? You know, right, cause right. it's kind of an embarrassing moment for him. He just wanted to, to let the radio listeners know that he's never done that since. And he, Paul's definitely wants someone I can depend on to get up there and kill it. He learned his lesson. He learned his it lesson. Was just a good so, lesson to learn. It, yeah, it was like, and it was a good lesson for me to learn. I don't, sure. I, I don't go around offering money back guarantees right. anymore. Yeah, you know, happened ever. Did those guys, <laughs> you guys were shit with my money. Yes. <laughs> uh, so to, to bring things full yeah. circle yeah. here. The question that we as and for the listener, I just yeah. went like I, I did the full circle with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the listener, he made the full circle. Yes. Question that we ask all of our guests here: What do you think of the word gig? Yeah. I use it all the time. I didn't know it wasn't cool. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's Living what happened. Alert, I think we're establishing that it's not <laughs> yeah, cool. I think this is a uh, worst gig ever. Well, see, here's yeah. here's I have this one theory, right? It's like that you kind of. I think that, you know how hippies would be like, ha 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 Like, you know, it's like you kind of be like, you kind of make those jokes with your friends like, hey, we should smoke some Kind Buds. And, right. you know, like you're making a joke at first, right? Next thing you know, you're like, so should we get some Kind Buds? Oh, yeah, we should probably pick up some Kind yeah, Buds, yeah. you know. And it's like, and and I think I, with gig, I mean, I don't know if I started saying it as a joke, but I definitely like in the 90s started saying it because no one was saying it. And I, it's kind of like saying like, like, it is a cool way to say, hey, you want to smoke some grass? Right. You know, it's an antiquated term, sure. you know, yeah, and it's sure. like, but if someone says you want to smoke some grass, you're kind of like, yeah, you're probably more prone to smoke some grass than you are some kind buds. You know, <laughs> you're kind of like, yeah, let's smoke some grass, you know? And so I guess I kind of viewed gig like grass and I started saying it and it's, I've been saying it for probably as, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to embrace it. I think that's the key. And you've embraced that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, but it's like one of those things that maybe I'm walking around with egg on my face. Like you guys and supposedly everyone else knows. So what is it? What Look, are I think you're a fucking saying? idiot for doing well, it, but whatever. This, cool. this is the interesting thing. This is because you come from this punk background, right? right? And we come from a similar background and it was always show. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It's always a show. Yeah. And a gig was something, you know, a gig is something that I always thought of as, you know, Pro gear, pro tood. Right, you right. play gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Musicians' friends yeah, yeah. play gigs. Right. Um, but what we're finding is that people uh, always have a have a unique take on it. Right. Everybody, if, whether they love it or they hate it, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're the closed-minded <laughs> ones. <laughs> we're all, all right. learning a few things on where skiing. Let's turn the microphone on us <laughs> since we're sharing one right exactly. now. Exactly. Uh, so, what's your worst podcast? Oh well, I don't know. The one where my dog ate the cord, maybe. <laughs> uh, so you got stuff coming up. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? We just finished a record. Uh, it's in the can. It doesn't get to come out till early next year okay um i swear this one's good if this not if this is not good <laughs> money back guarantee right cool <laughs> no, uh, you know what <laughs> i mean i i know i really feel i mean i feel i feel great about it you know we we did it with a uh drummer from spoon jim eno he awesome. produced uh pretty much 90 percent of it depends which songs make the the record i'm really excited about it i think it's fucking great the band like we really got focused after that whole tour we felt hungry after I mean, the last you know, one yeah, for, for, the since the last one, okay. yeah. So, I mean, and I still like the last one, but I, I do, I definitely feel like I can tell that this one is better. So, yeah, awesome. know, we'll see. So, listen, man, for the love of God, get home safe. Thank you. <laughs> Worst gig ever. 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 ever.